This is episode number three with Steve Mandel. So let's go, 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 I follow, oh, oh, you go, cause Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of The Invention Show, a podcast about all things invention and reinvention in life and business. My name is Tak Lee, entrepreneur, international property investor, inventor, and the host of this show. Now, today I've got a very special guest and excited to be speaking with him. Steve Mandel, Chairman and CEO of Game Plan Entertainment, serial entrepreneur and attorney. A super agent to some of the biggest media personalities and sport athletes of the world. Now, he's a true master negotiator and dealmaker who has all the keys to putting the art of the deal together. So without further ado, welcome, Steve, and uh, thanks for being with us. Glad to be with you. This podcast is terrific. And um, what, which city are you calling from again? You're in London? No, Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. I just got done doing a group, uh, deal with a group of guys in Melbourne, Australia. So that's, that's a wonderful place. So thanks for calling me. What time? How, what's our time difference? It's, uh, it's 7 a.m. On, the, on the Wednesday. That's great. All right. Well, glad to have this call with you. Exciting stuff. Excellent. Things about you and the podcast is uh, obviously very well received. Thanks, Steve. Now, the first thing I'd like to uh, ask all my guests, you know, and for those who are not familiar with yourself is, can you please give us a window into your background, you know, who you are, and what was your first job? You know, uh, I've been an attorney for my whole career. So I really went right from law school into a law firm that did a lot of stuff in the sports and entertainment space. And, uh, but always been an entrepreneur. And from an early age, I think it started when I actually wanted to go to prom and I didn't have any money. And one of my friends said, let's start doing some window washing in the neighborhood. And I got addicted to that. So I raised all my money for prom, sometimes out of necessity, you find really cool opportunities and become an entrepreneur just by, by need. And that's what happened there. And from that, I actually started a window washing business. My friend decided not to do it anymore. And I developed the window washing service that took me all the way through high school, law school, and, uh, and you know, certainly college as well, too. In the summers, I did a lot of it. And so uh, I had great pride in starting that. And then when I uh, first became an attorney, in addition to my practice, I started doing entrepreneurial things right away. One of the things I started was a dining club and had an exit with that as well, too, similar to uh, you'd see with the 50% dining off discounts and things like that. I started my own company and... And started my game company with a couple other people and bought my partners out and so so on and so forth. I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit ever since I've been a young kid. Interesting. Excellent. Now, as an agent, Steve, and as some of the biggest media personalities and, and sport athletes, do you choose your clients or, or do your clients choose you? Yeah, it's really a combination. It's a, good, it's a great question. You know, you, you like to choose your clients if you can because you certainly have conversations and try and see if there's a fit. And quite frankly, it's going to be a match on the back on the other side. Um, you know, but it's always, uh, you know, it's always nice to make sure that who you're going to work with you really like as, as people because you, yeah. you spend a lot of time together. You're having lunches together. You're having dinners together. You're mm. hanging out. You're having conversations. So outside the business realm, you certainly want to have an alignment on the personal side as much as you can. You know, some people want to make it like they're their best friends right away. I'm at that style. It's not my type. I just, I have mm-hmm. great business relationships. And I think it just organically grows based on trust and, and mutual admiration for one another. And, you know, but it's still business at the end of the day. And yeah. uh, so, you know, you're still servicing people. So um, it's, it's nice to be able to say you can do both, but sometimes it comes one way where you're choosing them. And sometimes mm-hmm. they call you up and say, I heard good things about you and I'd love to work with you. Excellent. Now, out of curiosity, you know, what do you think about celebrity branding? You know, you spend, you know, companies spend so much on celebrity branding as such as it draws the crowd and people, you know, people want to see it. 
Now you have some very big names that you manage. What is your concept of celebrity branding on your view on it for, you know, for today's uh, budding entrepreneurs? Yeah, you know, look, uh, celebrity branding is my expertise. Branding is my expertise. And mm. quite frankly, celebrity, and you can kind of make a bigger sphere of what that means right now, right? I yeah. mean, when I first started out, it was really actors, entertainers, and sports figures. And right now, we're in a whole new world that they, nobody even anticipated where we used the word influencer, right? Yeah. So there you go with branding. So, you know, where it used to be, you know, earlier on where it's like, you know, I have to have this top athlete like a Michael Jordan endorse my Coca-Cola mm. brand, which is the obvious thing to do. Today, people are making decisions saying, do I do that or do I take the 21-year-old, you know, uh, you know, college person who has been amazing at social media and has 15 million followers. Yeah. So either way, I love celebrity branding. I think it's critically important to a brand. Um, I think you're constantly giving impressions into people's brains about a product and ideology and quite frankly, just brand and image make all the difference in the world of selling product or not. And that's why you're constantly going to see that business continue to grow. Yeah. Uh, certainly hurdles in that business. You might choose the wrong entertainer or a wrong person uh, um, because they somehow get in trouble if things happen and then they're attached to your brand. So, you know, it's a balance. It's really finding out who and what is best for your you know, particular message and messaging that you want to have out there on a continuous basis. But critically important to the success of brands. And that's why, you'll, that's why you see it all the time. And that's why you'll continue to see it. Excellent. Now, in your view, Steve, who's easier to deal with, men or women? You know, I did see that question when you said that to me. It's kind of interesting. You know, it's, it's just people, right? I mean, yeah. I just, you can't, I, I can't say it's easier on one side or the other, or a female or female, or any individuals or age groups or any other. another. Yeah. People are people, right? So mm -hmm. you could build, you could be, now the distinction is who's easier to deal with in terms of like, you know, you got good people and you got bad people, right? Yeah. And you got people who are very, so the more difficult thing that I think you're trying to lead to is that sometimes you have people that are either a so narcissistic about themselves. Narcissism is, is horrible to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're, you know, they're, they're unstoppable or top of the world. And that sometimes those types of people can be very difficult to deal with. Sometimes they might be easy to deal with because they do have that ego, but they're easy to deal with because they understand the expectations are right. I think the bigger issue on all these things are what is the, ex what's the expectation level, right? Yeah. And is the expectation level realistic or unrealistic? And those are more of the hurdles I run into, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody, whether they're a huge famous person or moder moderately famous, you know, might want to accomplish something. The bigger hurdle there is, are their expectations realistic or are they unrealistic? And that's really the biggest hurdle that you get over. But mm -hmm. um, it's really, it's really personality traits that make that, that make that distinction and not, you know, by gender or race or, or age group or any of the above, yeah. but it's really about expectations. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now an investor yourself, you know, and also an advisor to uh, pitch investors life, you know, you must get yeah. pitched all the time by, by startups and just maybe just, you know, in the list. Yes. Now, what is the one thing that you look for, you know, to stand out when someone does pitch you? But look, you know what? I mean, people always say, you're investing in people. Mm. Yeah, you're investing in people. I get that part. But you've got to invest in a great, like, idea and product, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, I, can, I just got done watching The Last Dance, and it was a whole show on Chicago Bulls, and talking about Michael uh, Jordan yes, and whatnot. Yeah. Like, invest in people. Well, look, if I put a team of people on the court, they're all just good people, mm. I may not win. I still, have, I still have to have somebody who can put the ball in the, you know, the ball in that, and actually in that hoop, right? Yeah. So same thing in business. Like I have to have that person, that that product that can stand out, no matter how good the people are. Now, when you're on the fence about something or you're not necessarily sure, it still always comes down to the people. So the people are usually the deciding factor in that in that discussion. But you still have to have that great product in the first place, and then outside of that, can these people implement, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, I think the first thing is my test. Number one, is this product great, right? I mean, it's got to be great. 
it's like when I, it's funny when I was going shopping for clothes and stuff like that my whole life. And you know, people are like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, grab it. And then you get it and it sits in your closet all day. You're like, ah, yeah, I knew yeah. I didn't really <laughs> like it that much. Now I have a new threshold. Now it's kind of like, unless it's badass, great. I don't want it. Right. Unless I'm like, wow, I'm dying to wear it. I don't want it. I really have less clothes than that. So same thing in the, and picking an opportunity on the investment side and product category side. I want to know I'm looking at something and go, wow, that's got the wow factor for me. And then you look at behind the scenes and peel back the curtains and see what's behind the curtains here right now, right? Do we have a good team of people? You know, are their heads in the right direction? Are they focused mm-hmm. on what they're doing, right? Because yeah. all about implementation at that point. Yeah. No, excellent. Well said. I'm taking notes, Steve, you know. So now, and now as, 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 an entrepreneur, <laughs> as an entrepreneur, what do you think yeah. is your biggest area of improvement? You know, what has been your biggest challenge to date? Uh, as a personality trait or my challenge is just an entrepreneur in terms of picking deals in, in life and in life and business. Yeah, I, 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 I use the word listen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to listen. I mean, I think that maybe I've improved on that a lot. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a conversation, just you're hearing something and I'm a pretty reactive person. I think quick, I talk quick. And so sometimes my, my general uh, inclination is to jump in real quick with my idea. When if I just waited two or three more minutes or seconds or, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that answer may come to me. Um, so one of my favorite things that I learned just recently too, and again, a lot of people figured it out before me, but it just was put to me, you know, about a year ago and at the exact same, um, letters and listen, if you scramble them back up is the word silent. So, so, um, yeah, so, so I love that because I, I tell myself sometimes listen and be silent and, uh, and I get a lot further along based on that. That's on, that's on the personality trait side that I had to cope with to deal with. Cause a lot of entrepreneurs think they have all the answers. A lot of times people become know-it-alls and I, in every speech I've ever done, I spoke in front of 3000 people at JT Fox's event, which was around here with a mega success. Um, and, um, and, and, and the first thing and thing I've said, probably all the conferences I've been to, I think maybe six to 10 conferences with JT is um, I want to be a sponge. Okay. Being a sponge is really critically important because I don't want to pretend I know everything. I don't. Right. And I'm always constantly learning from the people around me. And the funny thing is, and I, I love YouTube. I like to train a lot with weights and, and activities and things like that. And I like to learn. I'm just kind of like, a, I absorb stuff. And sometimes the information comes from people that aren't famous or successful, but they just are like, come up with that great line or that great workout or that great something or another. And I'm very open to that because some of your great inventors and it's easy to interview me today, but maybe, you know, 25 years ago, you may not have been interviewing me. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's important to listen to people are a lot younger than you and a lot more, and you know, a lot more ideas. And so I like to keep a broad scope. I don't think I'm smart than anybody else. I want to be a sponge. I have confidence in that. You have to have confidence in yourself to say, I'm willing to listen and learn. And that's what I'm about. And that's what makes me a better investor, makes me a better entrepreneur and certainly a better person in life. Well, that's gold. That's gold. Now, if you could turn back time, you know, just turn it back a couple of years, you know, you look about 30, Steve. So, you know, when you talk to your 18 year old self a bit younger, what would you tell them? Grow hair. (laughs) You look good. Uh, You look good. (laughs) You know, you know what? Uh, You know, I'd say to myself again in the beginning, be patient. Because I think as a young entrepreneur, you just want to go. And you become stubborn, sometimes even more stubborn when you're younger, when you're older, because you fall in love with your project without really looking at it objectively. Mm-hmm. Also, find mentors, find people who can help you out, right? Ask their opinion, be willing to take the hit. 
because sometimes we'll look at you and they'll be like, you know, this is just a bad idea. <laughs> you know, you put time, money, and effort into something. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a, it's a bad idea. Well, my younger years would be combative, not in a like physical way, but combative in terms of what do you mean? Defensive. As opposed to saying, look, I asked, I got to be open. I'm going to learn from this. Right. And so you need to be open. So I would tell myself as a younger entrepreneur and younger person, you know what? Just be patient. Don't fall in love with your project. Be willing to learn and be willing absolutely to take that hit. And more importantly, when you get knocked down, be willing to get up with a smile on your face and say, this is part of the process. I don't think I've ever met any, any, entrepreneur, inventor, right, or, or person who's had success that, that can't point to events in their life that looked like they were going to fail. Yeah. And that moment when you're failing, it's easy to come back with people later on. They go, oh, yeah, when I was failing, it was okay. I lifted myself up. But in that moment, it hurts. Mm-hmm. You got to tell yourself there's always tomorrow. And you have to take a lighter approach to life when you have something like that take a huge hit on you. Awesome. Now, turning point, you know, when you look back in your entire life, everything that you have, your business and everything, what is that one thing that changed everything for you? You know, a moment that you look back, you know, that made you who you are, the one thing that was the beginning to, to a lot of things for you. you know, is that the one thing that you can go back to and go, yes, that's the time? You know, um, I think it's more of a culmination of things. Um, but I would have to say that I was in a couple of different business transactions that, that necessarily weren't going the right direction. And I realized I wanted to put my own footprint on it. I actually wound up buying out my partners in a company that I own. Um, and I think that was a turning point because I felt that I really had my own blueprint for success. And sometimes when you have partners that weigh you down and they don't have the same blueprint, they can be great people. And I work with great people. And there's nothing against the person. It's about the blueprint for success. And I felt that it was a, sometimes a battle because I thought, differently or quicker or more spontaneously or more risk-taking or whatever it might be mm. than the people around you. And so you really have to surround yourself with right people. And I think when I separated myself off many partners I had in any number of businesses and became really, you know, starting my own company, I was able to put my blueprint on that business. And it really is, that's profound. Mm. When you realize that I want to do things the way I, and I may not be successful, but I do want to believe in myself. And I said, whatever turn it's going to take, I'm okay with it because if I don't put my blueprint on it, then I'm not going to feel really hundred percent. Too many people go to work every single day and are upset and miserable. There's a boss that they're working with that doesn't necessarily, you know, reflect upon you, your, your feelings or how many times you hear stories about, you know, I'm sitting at a big company and they came up to me and said, do it this way. And you're like, I think it's wrong, but to do, you know, either they're, they're, either they are you know, uh, prevented from, or they're intimidated from, pre- pre- you know, presenting their views. Mm-hmm. It's time to go if you can. But I tell everybody, try and be an entrepreneur because you know what? In life, you can't fire yourself, right? Other people can fire you. Always mm-hmm. find your path, make a blueprint. And, um, and that, that was important. My blueprint was important for me. Yeah. So what inspires you now, Steve? You know, what makes you like your best self? People. Yeah. Being around great people. Mm-hmm. Plenty of deals. Too many deals to even count that I can choose and pick from and jump into. But, you know, I like to work with great people. I love energy. I love to look for that really diamond in the rough. I like a mm-hmm. startup that just looks absolutely fantastic. And you're like, wow, this is really great. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I'm involved in a few of them right now, which I really just love. And mm-hmm. so that's the passion. I, and I have passion for life. And I think that this is important too. Mm-hmm. I have passion for everything in life. You can't have passion for just one thing in life. I have passion for everything, right? Yeah. So I, I, I really believe in people. And I also think it's critically important to not have an ego. You know, during this whole COVID thing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I'm talking to people on the phone. Like, what are you doing right now? You know what? I'm washing towels. I help my wife. And they're like, you know what? Washing towels. And yeah, I'm folding them too. I do martial arts. <laughs> Ironing them as well. 
I'm, I'm very disciplined for martial arts and, and a lot of those guys feel the same way. It's, it's, it's They're never too big. Let's put it this way. You're never too big yeah. to do house chores, right? Once you mm-hmm. think you're too big True. to do house chores, then you have a problem with yourself in life. Never get too big for your britches. It's an old saying, but never get too, too, too outside your skin. Think you're bigger than the next guy. Yeah. Right. So that's, exactly. that's important. Again, just keep yourself grounded. Mm-hmm. People like that better, you know, have humor about yourself. And when things yeah. don't go right, just laugh it off and move on. Excellent. Excellent. Now, now in interesting times like this, what is your advice or, or a message of positivity for our listeners around the world? You know, some countries are starting to open up like here in Melbourne, Australia, all the cafes are starting to open up table service, but in general, people are still at home and there's a lot of free time. So what should people be doing right now you know, so they can come out when this whole thing is over to come out punching? Find yourself and find yourself a new direction. Because if nothing else, I think COVID is COVID-19 has given everybody a curveball that whatever direction they were in or thinking they were going into absolutely probably got tops, topsy-turvy or had a U-turn or a detour or a yield or something's going on there, right? Or a stopping point. And even if you weren't in that situation, you got to look at it and say, you know what? I could take this time and be productive or I may not be productive. And so I even use this time for myself to do the things I want to do personally and also professionally and change the way you do things and, uh, and find new direction and get inspired by what's going to happen to you in the future and not be depressed about it. Cause I've actually had two groups of people calling me. They're real depressed. People are sitting home going, I don't know what to do. My, my life is ruined. And the other people are going, you know what? I know my life's ruined, but I'm really inspired by what, could I, what I can create. It's inspired mm-hmm. me to do new things and find new directions and new purpose. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I'm just curious, you know, about your views on inventions and how important they are. You know, being a deal maker, where do you see the opportunities when this, you know, when this pandemic's over? Listen, I love tech, right? <laughs> you know, I think tech is really cool. I love it. Um, I think that you're going to see a shift in some of the way we do business. For me too. I was traveling three days, sometimes in a month, four days, five days in a month. Um, all my business right now is on Zoom, right? Yeah. But it's made me so much more productive. So I get the feeling and I understand the importance of shaking someone's hand and sitting in a room together. But I've mm-hmm. also gotten 10 more things done in that same two hours. I'm trying to do something like that. Yeah. And I think that you're going to find more efficiencies and doing business as a result of COVID. Mm-hmm. I think that the, you're going to look at the, at the um, real estate market, commercial mm-hmm. real estate. Um, people are looking right now going, do I really need that big office? Yeah. Right. Yep. Who am I showing off to? Who am I showing to? Why do I need it? You know, um, can I meet people at Starbucks? Can I do stuff on zoom? Can I mm-hmm. save a lot of money in my business? Can I do things yeah. differently? Can I use remote learning? Can I do remote staffing? Can I do a lot of things like that? I think it's going to be more remote, more, more remote efficiencies for people in business mm-hmm. on the product side. I think the product side is going to be, you know, certainly always progressing. Yeah. Great entrepreneurial flair, flair out there. People always need personal goods for themselves, hygiene products and love hygiene products. People are always looking to feel good about themselves. Yeah. It's not going away, right? Supplements, skincare, things like that. People always want to feel and look their best. Exercise, fitness, Pelotons of the world, technology, all the tech. I mean, you know, health clubs and personal trainers all brought this to tech. And uh, that's changed. You really need a health club membership anymore. I mean, I like to mm-hmm. go, I like to be personable, but. You know, could I do a certain amount of things at home? Um, you'll certainly get a much bigger transition right now as a result of it, and then people get used to it. Yeah. So even though people are used to Zoom, or if, I was, if I was on Zoom and I did Zoom calls prior to COVID, they're far, few and far between. Because mm-hmm. people really aren't adopting it. Sometimes they get embarrassed, or, and sometimes they're also just like insulted. Oh, you don't want to meet me. 
and you're like, well, no, let's do a Zoom call. Now when you call up and say, so let's just do a Zoom call. They're like, that's great. Man, don't waste yeah. the time flying here. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, I see you face to face right now. I feel as much interaction with you right now as if I were face to face. Yeah. You know, again, step removed, of course, and I'll still travel, of course, but this has really replaced a lot and also can be really efficient, especially for businesses that were so dependent upon traveling that they didn't necessarily in startup companies and entrepreneurs and young inventors and, and, and investors and, and like, yeah. you know, they don't necessarily have travel budgets like I have to travel mm -hmm. everywhere. So they felt out of sync and maybe out of, you know, out of tune if they didn't have the money. So I'd have a lot of entrepreneurs coming in the beginning. Well, I need a travel budget to go out and sell and meet with all the people at the universities and all these people. And, and I want to go meet with influencers and celebrities and kind of like, okay, I get it. Now, you don't need to cut out a yeah. major budget for, for startup companies, which a major travel is a major line item in the business and expense. So anyway, uh, but I go on and on and on with new inventions and things <laughs> and stuff like that. Alter, alternate energy, right? Green energy, yeah. eco-friendly products. Eco-friendly products are really going to be the name of the game moving forward. And I'm involved in a company right now. Mm -hmm. that I really love an eco-friendly space. So anyway, that, that's a separate podcast altogether we can spend some time on. But yeah, yeah good question. Nah, 100%, 100%. So what's exciting for Steve Mandel at the moment? You know, what are you doing to uh, position yourself for, for the new normal? You know what? Um, I just really kind of outlined it. I mean, I'm on Zoom yeah. all the time. I'm, I'm becoming, uh, going on boards all the time, mm -hmm. senior advisors of companies, looking for great inventions. Yeah. Um, organizing myself at a personal level, actually having all this personal time to myself, I've been able to, you know, focus a little more on some of the training stuff I like to do. I've had yoga to my, 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 my routine as well as obviously weight training, which I love, yeah. um, and martial arts, but you know, you can do that when you're really stabilized every day as opposed to yeah. traveling all the time. So it's personal and professional, like I said earlier. So I found myself doing a lot of the same things, more efficient, more efficient. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. Efficiencies are what we're looking for for the next, uh, the next, you know, millennial. Because the truth is, right now, um, you're just gonna look at your life and say, "Do I need to go to my office downtown? Do I need to drive an hour and a half each day to go meet with the crew?" You know, I mean, I heard about Salesforce and Google and all sorts of social media companies not necessarily, um, you know, going to utilize all their office space that they've had, you know, had to use when people can start working remotely. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so just a lot of efficient. So I use the word efficiencies. Everybody's gonna find efficiencies yeah, in their business right now because they don't want to be trapped. They don't want to be trapped in old thinking. Awesome, awesome. Now, if you could have a billboard, Steve, with anything on it, what would it be and why? Oh, good question. Um, about me or about a product or about something? About um, you. I, I'm gonna go uh, about me. Um, oh, 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 about oh me whatever you want. Um, I would use the word acceptance, accept mm -hmm. everybody around you for whatever reason it is, just accept people around you because we're all people. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's personally, it's professionally, it's what we're seeing right now with riots yeah. around our country. It's accepting, accept other people. Why, why would we look at anybody else or anything any different? Yeah. And I mean, it also in the business sense, I have some great conversations with really young entrepreneurs and I've also, when I was a young entrepreneur, I had some people that were like mentors or older entrepreneurs to me and they're, they were, they, they were egotistical, they're condescending, yeah. you know? So in other words, equal, equal and acceptance. I think those, that's, that's my messaging. Okay, which leads me to my next question, Steve. What superpower do you wish you had? Do I wish I had? Yep. Hmm. That's a good question. I, I like to fly. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah, I like to fly. Yeah. That's cool. I fly, I fly in my dreams. I like to fly in real life. 
Awesome. Awesome. Now, great. We'll have to work towards uh, wrapping up and super mindful of your time. You know, fantastic chat. Thank really you. appreciate your transparency and willingness to openly share. Two last questions. Uh, first is where can people find more about yourself? And second you know, is God. what parting words of wisdom would you like to share with anyone watching or, or listening? So certainly go to Steve Mandel with two L's at Steve Mandel dot com, uh, Steve Mandel at me.com, mm -hmm. Steve Mandel at me.com to reach me. Um, and parting words are, you know what? There's always a great thing about tomorrow, right? No matter what happens mm -hmm. in the day, there's always tomorrow. And never look back and say, what well, could have been, it's done. Water under the bridge. The way I look at it, and move on, learn and go. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Incredible wisdom and knowledge. Thanks again, Steve. You know, really appreciate Thank your you. time. Enjoy your dive and, and your swim. And yeah, hopefully uh, the new normal. Great job. <laughs> Great podcast, my friend. Much success to you. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you, Steve. Thank Take you, care. Steve. Bye -bye. Take it easy. Thank you. Bye-bye. See ya. So there you go. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview. You can find me on social media at iron.tackley and also at LiveTurnX. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. YOLO, YOLO, it's our show. Oh, oh, there's one thing we know.